This is the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast, Episode 141. Good day and welcome to this episode of the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. I'm your host, podcaster, and author of Fun Fantasy Reads, Jamie Davis. This podcast is exactly what the title says it is, folks. It's a show focused on everything in fantasy and sci-fi books, from epic fantasy to urban fantasy, space opera to pure sci-fi, swords and sorcery, and everything else in between. Expect to find the best and brightest authors from all the various corners of the fantasy book world and the sci-fi book world here on the show. Kicking off things this week for the show, I'll let you know what I'm up to. Um, I'm plugging away at writing the next book in the Accidental Champion series, working on the title of, of uh, Accidental Monk. Uh, that is the story of the return of Carrie Dix to the game world of Phantasma. It's my National Novel Writing Month project, or NaNoWriMo, and um, it's on track to win that contest goal for the sixth straight year, which is write 50,000 words or more in the month of November. So I'm working on that, and I'll let you know more about how that project's going over on my Facebook group. Uh, speaking of which, you can check out more information about everything I'm up to, including sneak peeks of upcoming covers, special giveaways, and a lot more by visiting my reader group over on Facebook, Jamie's Fun Fantasy Readers. We don't just talk about my books. We like to talk about everything to do with fantasy and sci-fi, uh, books, movies, you name it. Um, so head over and check that out over at Facebook in Jamie's Fun Fantasy Readers group. Or you can look over at my website, jamiedavisbooks.com. I have contact information there, and you can always check in with me. So I look forward to hearing from you. Joining us this week on the show is my friend Audrey Sharp. Audrey writes amazing space opera science fiction stories inspired from a young age by both Star Wars and Star Trek. She grew up wanting to command the Enterprise herself. She wrote the Starhawk Rising series, which just released book four. We talk about her series, we talk about her writing in general, and how it ties the whole universe of books together she has planned to write. So here's my chat with Audrey. Check it out. Audrey Sharp, it's great to have you here on the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. So why don't you introduce yourself to our audience of readers and, and writers out there. Um, tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, how you got started writing. Okay. Well, um, I'm Audrey Sharp, and uh, I write science fiction, mainly space opera. I um, also have a metaphysical bent to my stories. And um, I'm one of those rare individuals who actually grew up in publishing. So my mom has been making her career as an author since I was in grade school. And um, so while other people kind of have the view that being a full-time author is a pipe dream, um, I grew up where it was a reality every day. You know, my mom was, was doing it. So, um, so when I decided that I had an idea for, for the series I wanted to write, I just dove in and wrote it. And um, haven't looked back. And I gotta say, your mom sets that bar high because she writes a lot. And <laughs> she does. <laughs> what's what's it like? I mean, does, does that put more pressure on you? Do you think, or do you really see that as like an inspiration? I definitely see it as a positive. Um, it's, I mean, just to know what's possible, and we kind of push each other in a in a good way. 
we inspire each other, um, we motivate each other. And whenever either one of us has a story issue that we just don't know how to deal with, we can bounce it off the other person. And it's been fabulous. I, I love all of that camaraderie that comes from both of us being in writing. So let's talk about the um, series. I know you just released book four of the Starhawk Rising series, um, The Legacy of Tomorrow. But um, you started off with the dark of light and um, the main character, Aurora Hawk. Um, Tell us a little bit about the genesis of that. You know, and you said you had this idea for a series. Was this the first series you wrote or was was this something later on? Um, This was definitely the first series I wrote. It's not the first book I ever wrote, but the first book I wrote probably will never see the light of day. Um, but, but no, um, honest, the honest answer is that, um, I fell in love with Star Trek Into Darkness and that movie just, for whatever reason, um, it sparked something. And I remember coming out of the theater, maybe the third time I went to see it, um, cause I will do that sometimes. And I just had these characters, specifically Aurora, um, popping into my head and the more, I tried not to think about it, the more she insisted that I was going to think about it. And um, other characters just kept showing up and it finally got to the point where it's like, if I don't start writing this, it's gonna drive me nuts. And so I started and it took about, oh, almost three years to write that first book. Um, But I was, by the time I was to the end, I couldn't wait to see what was gonna happen next. So the series just has taken off from there. You know, it's funny how that first book, you know, it's, it, it seems like it really takes a while to, to come to its genesis. And it, so, it, you know, it percolates in our minds for a while and um, in different forms and formats. And then I know with me, it's the same, it was the same way. My first book was originally going to be a, a web series, like, you know, a short format video web series. And it eventually became a book instead of a collection of vignettes. It, I put it all together into a book. So I completely understand how that things kind of percolate and change. Um was Aurora always fully formed in your mind as a character or did she kind of develop too along the way? Um, she showed up fairly well formed. I mean, I always knew she was going to be the captain of the ship. Um, I always knew that her friendships with the people who were going to crew with her were going to be a, a key element of the story. And I knew that she was also um, only half human, her mother's of an alien race. So those were all kind of locked in pretty early on. But as I've been writing about her, of course, she has become so much more evolved than I ever imagined. And um, it's, it's wonderful to watch. I just really get excited. And you know, I'll tell my readers, it's, she's telling me what she wants to happen. I'm just dictating, you know, taking dictation from her. Don't you love when the characters kind of take over your mind like that? I mean, I know it sounds like we're psychotic, but honestly, <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is the way I think that, that really great stories come to life. I mean, we, I've heard so many authors that I interview on the show talk about that kind of genesis of the character. And I've heard other authors on other formats and forums and interviews do the same thing. They just talk about how they were driven to write the story the way it, was, it came out. Exactly. And usually if I'm having trouble getting words in, it's because I'm trying to force it in the direction that I think it should go and I'm not listening. Yeah. And that, that tends to lead me down a path sometimes because I have to, you know, you're right. It, it, the character doesn't always solve the problem the way you thought they were going to solve the problem that you give them. And, and that's a good thing because I, I often think of it as, you know, if it surprised me, it'll surprise the reader too. 
Exactly. Um, so you write in your bio here that you gave me, um, Audrey Sharp grew up believing in the force and dreaming of becoming a captain of the enterprise. And, you know, you mentioned a little bit about how that, um, into darkness inspired you. Um, what do you think about the importance of having more female main characters, strong female characters in sci-fi? I mean, there, there are some notable ones out there. I mean, I, I love the Honor Harrington series. Um, I'm, I'm just passionate about it. David Weber really just nails that, that, that character. But mm-hmm. it's, it's not just, it's just about having women be present and, and in, in all roles and not just second banana or love interests or whatever. Exactly. No, I totally agree. And that certainly was something that's been top of mind in this series. Um, Much as I love Star Wars, there's basically one female character in it. Um, And Star Trek, until you get to Star Trek Voyager, the women pretty much are are almost absent or playing minor roles. Um, And that was partially because of, you know, what happened. Gene Roddenberry wanted them to be more in the front, but CBS wouldn't, or whoever it was, wouldn't let him. But um, so for me, I wanted more parody. I I didn't want it to be lopsided the other way. I didn't want, you know, it to be an all-female cast and the guys playing backup. I wanted to see if I could write a series that showed true parody, partnerships, and and equality in all things. And that's definitely, I think, um, a subtle theme that comes through in my story, that it's men and women working together, women being in positions of power, but also, you know, roles that are not necessarily traditional um, and that are flexible. You know, everybody is very flexible. Um, And I also decided that my alien race would be their abilities come through the maternal line as opposed to a paternal line. And that was definitely a specific choice. I haven't gotten to that part yet, obviously. So I'll have to... (laughs) That's not really a spoiler. I mean, it's, no, no, you know. no, 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 it's not, I'm sure. But I just, I'm just like, okay, that, that's something else to look forward to. Um, yeah, I, I've really enjoyed reading as far as I've gotten. So, and, and you know, I've already seen how um, Aurora's half human side um, or, the, or the half non-human side, I should say, um, mm-hmm. is, is kind of hidden from view from some of the people she's with. Um what do you think about, you know, does this, is this kind of like everybody kind of hiding, you know, we all hide something about ourselves. We all, we all have something we don't want, you know, deep, dark secret or something we think people will judge about us. Um, and I got a sense with, from her character that that is kind of representative there. Definitely. Um, and that's one of the major struggles that she has to face, uh, in the series is coming to terms with what that means and is she going to continue to hide that part of herself or learn to embrace it and see where that leads her. And um, that's part of her journey is figuring that out and then seeing how that changes her future. And I know you're planning an upcoming book that's kind of a prequel to this, this story, mm-hmm. you know, kind of looking at her origins from, from her parents. Um, um, and, you know, talk a little bit about that and, and what, what inspired you to kind of look back at, at her background. Well, um, I, as I told you, I, I thought of her as having this alien mother and human father. And I just made that decision or, or more, she told me that's what it was. But 
um, until I got to book three in the series, I hadn't really delved into, okay, how did that come about? You know, how did these people meet? Why did they end up together? What was it about their particular relationship that produced Aurora? How did she come to be the person she is? And um, I hadn't really gone into that at all. And then towards the end of book three, and then definitely in book four, that became information I needed to know. I needed to truly understand that in order to understand her, in order to understand what was happening in the series. And so I started to ask those questions and answer those questions. And that led to, well, if I'm going to do that, why don't I just write the story? Why don't I write their romance? Why don't I show people how this happened? And so, so it's, it's going to be my first true romance. The focus of the story is the romance between the two of them. But um, of course, it's a sci-fi romance because her mother is alien and her father's human. And he's not, he's not just human either. I mean, there's, there's some uniqueness to him as well. So, um, but it's been fascinating getting to know more about their history and how they came together. Now, I know you're kind of making more of the romance for in the forefront of, of this next or of the prequel that you're, you're thinking of. Um, mm -hmm. Is that causing any, any kind of issues for you as far as, you know, do you think, I know you were, you, you have readers that are expecting one thing, but you're, you're going to be giving them a, a great sci-fi story. I have no doubt but also that there's going to be some more, more romance in the forefront, more active things going on. There will. Yeah. I mean, it's a little, it's a little different than the main series, but if they've enjoyed the Aurora series, they should enjoy this story as well. It's definitely in the vein. Um, it's just a little sexier. That's the big difference, but it, the storytelling, the, the way they're getting to know the characters, all of that, it's the same. So that's great readers will love that too. Yeah. And I know, I know your mom is a romance writer. So, you know, you, you have, you have the chops for it. I have no doubt. <laughs> well, we will find out, but yes, <laughs> I definitely, I definitely have an awesome editor for it because she's, she's going to read it when I'm done and she can clue me in on any missteps I might've made. Oh, that's great. That's great. Let's talk about um, the, the Starhawk rogue um, books, because I know that you have another series out there. I'm assuming this mm -hmm. takes place in the same universe. Yes, it does. And that was another one of those where the characters basically whapped me upside the head and said, um, this was a, a character, the main character in that series, her name is Nat, and she shows up in book three of my main series. And at first she was going to be a throwaway character. Um, she was going to show up briefly. And then in the writing of that book, her character insisted that she had to take a more active role. She became pivotal to how that book developed. And when I got to the end, I had to know what was going to happen to her. And um, she wasn't going to be in the main series anymore. And so it's like, okay, well, I can't just leave her where she ends up at the end of book three. I got to know what happens. She's got plans. She's got goals. She's got, you know. And so, so that's where I dove into it. And I realized it had to actually be a trilogy. Um, and then I also wrote a prequel story that told how she got to the point where she is in, in book three. So you can also get, you know, the story that brought her into Aurora's path. Um, so between all of that and then the trilogy just, you know, tells her story what happens. And then that does have a full ending. You can read the trilogy by itself, but then that will be showing back up in Aurora's series later on as the books go forward. So, so I've got, but right now, time-wise, you know, um, the trilogy takes place around the same time as book three or four in Aurora's series. So I have to catch up Aurora, move her forward in time before they can come back together. 
No, that, that's, that's great. And that's a lot of fun. I know I, I took a break from writing, um, some books in my extreme medical services series recently and, um, to, uh, started writing a short story that's set in that world, but it wasn't specifically to be intertwined in any way, shape or form. And by the time I was done the short story, I, I said to myself, this character has to become a character in the main series. Um, it's funny how, how those things happen. Um, you know, either a character in the series becomes more prominent for whatever reason, either because they're a fan favorite or they're your favorite or both. Um, and also other, other characters you write tend to find their way in, in one, some way, shape or form. Um, it's, it, you know, I'm curious if, if that's something that's happened to you before, or is it something you're looking forward to exploring even more? Um, it has happened in more minor ways, but I think I think one of the things that I that fell in love with Nat um, is she was very different from Aurora because Aurora's definitely, you know, she takes all the responsibility of the universe. She's dependable. She's had a clear path her whole life. Nat is a rogue character. She's had a rough life. She's a thief. She's um, a smuggler. She's um, so that the way they approach life is very different. And yet at their core, they both care about people. Um, Nat just does it a little more reluctantly than Aurora does. So, um, so getting to write, you know, kind of jump out of that more straight laced view and, um, and write somebody like that was just a blast. And I'm, and she introduced me to other characters who also surprised me and, and developed in that series. So yeah, I just, I love how my characters just show up and, make their presence known and get to, to create things I never imagined were even going to happen. So you just released book four. Um, <laughs> do you have a finite plan for this series or is this something that you could can see yourself kind of writing in, you know, forever? I mean, just, it sounds like, I mean, people on a spaceship, I mean, you can pretty much go anywhere with them and just <laughs> add another planet or add another adventure, or I can see that happening. Sure. Um, currently it's projected to be nine books. Um, the other thing is they keep getting longer. And so, um, yeah, I wasn't going to bring that up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. My my first book was about 85,000 words. The one that I just published was 185. So, um, you know, if I go too long, so yeah, I'm, I'm projecting it at nine books. However, um, I can see all kinds of stories within this universe that continue. So even though this particular series might wrap up, I, I don't think the universe is going to be wrapped up anytime soon. Well, universe is a big thing. You can go, you can go anywhere and do anything with it, with, with something like that. And, and that, that gives the readers kind of a comfortable place to visit, right? I mean, if they already understand some of the rules or the races or the planets or, or whatever, that, then it's easier for them to settle into the next story that you want to tell. Absolutely. And I don't know who's going to show up in the next book. So, you know, I could have a whole, I could have three or four more trilogies by the time this main series is done. So who knows? No, that's great. Um, what do you do for inspiration in between books? I mean, is it, do you really, I mean, I know you had a kind of a map plan for, you know, nine books you say in the series, but obviously inspiration for the next books that you're going to write come from different places. So where do you find that inspiration most of the time? Oh, anywhere and everywhere. Um, I'm a huge movie buff. So I watch 
pretty much anything sci-fi that I can come across um, and also any sci-fi TV, um, you know, the new Star Trek um, series, Discovery, I'm really enjoying that. Um, and then I read when I can, <laughs> not as much as I'd like, but I definitely, um, I love reading in my genre. I love seeing what other people have come up with and, um, and just, um, it, it opens the window to possibility in your mind. And I, I rarely can point and say, that's why I got that idea. It's more just like a, a gathering of little bits that slowly form a whole. So um, I, it's very rare for me to be able to point and say, that's where I got the inspiration for X. It's more just, well, you know, all of these little bits became a whole at some point. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And there's so many places out there where, um, you know, ideas come from. I don't know, we were talking, you know, things are a little contentious in the world right now in case people haven't noticed. Um, and, um, but I've, my wife and I were talking about internet trolls and all of a sudden a light bulb went off in my head because I write urban fantasy and I went, Oh my God, an actual internet troll. <laughs> you know, I mean, so uh-huh. look for that in a future book in the extreme medical services series, folks. They're going to be, there's going to be an actual internet troll. He doesn't live under bridges. He doesn't eat children. Um, yeah. And, but he's going to be obnoxious as heck. I mean, it's just going to be a lot of fun. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I also, I live in Tucson, so um, we are a, an astronomy center in this country. Um, we've also, I'm only, you know, a short distance from the biosphere. So I've gone out there to get inspiration and ideas for, you know, technology and, and trap space travel and, and all that. So there's a lot in my neighborhood that's more physical science type things that I can also use for inspiration. And I know you pull in things from a lot of different sources that, you know, to, to build your books. I know I, I was sourced to help a scene in, in the most recent book, um, sure. you know, because of my first responder background. Um, and it, it was just interesting to, uh, to be able to participate and help out in that way. Um, so, you know, there's always that opportunity to, to bring in a little bit of reality into our, our books that are, you know, really not necessarily is based in reality. Absolutely. Well, and I think that's one of the keys that I try to achieve. I'm, I'm not always as successful as I would like, but um, I think when you are writing something like science fiction, that the more you can make the things that are more mundane or, or things that people do experience in their daily life, you can make those real and authentic. That helps make the whole story believable as authentic, even if it is in the future or in you know an alternate reality or whatever. So, so when I can get those experts who can tell me, okay, this is what you know you need to know about this in order to not have people lose that sense of reality, I'm always happy <laughs> to hear about that and get as much of it right as I can. What about um, you know hearing back from your readers? Um, when you do hear back from them, what are, what are some of the, the, the favorite comments you've gotten? You know, the, the, do they, how do they, how did, how do your readers describe your books when they talk back to you? Um, well, all, all they're all across the map. Um, the, the latest one that I got that just stuck in my head is I had a reader who wrote in and said, I just devoured your book. It had been launched two and a half days earlier. And this was an 800 page book. So devour is a good word to hear. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you devoured 800 pages in two and a half days. Wow. That's a good sign. (laughs) So, um, but most people love my main character. They, the the characters I think is what 
they say over and over and over again. They just love the characters. They love the ship. They love being a part of that group of people and being part of their adventures. Um, so definitely the people who are in my stories, that's, they're the, the thing that resonates the most with my readers. I can see that. I can definitely see that. Cause I know I'm already getting a sense of like wondering what it would be like to be part of the crew. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's one of the reasons that the Star Trek, the various Star Trek series resonate with people because they can see themselves as part of the crew in, in one of the characters or another. Um, and, and they, they often wonder, I, I know I found myself often, you know, saying what, what, you know, what, what area would I find myself if were I to graduate from Starfleet or what would I do in a situation like the being a member of the rebel Alliance or whatever? Um, you know, those, those are things that you become, you become engrossed in the story and and the characters lives to the point that, you know, that's why there's so much cosplay and, and fanfic and all that stuff out there, um, for, for those types of stories. And I definitely think that your stories are definitely clicking on that, that level at the same way. Yeah. Well, and that's a great compliment. I mean, I, I want people to think that the characters are real because they're real to me. In my head, they exist. And so if they become real to my readers, that means a lot. Awesome. So where's a good place for folks to catch up with you if they want to uh, find out more about what you're doing, what's coming next? Um, maybe just kind of get in touch with you and say, where do I start? Um, if they're a new reader in your series? Absolutely. Well, the, the first place I would say is my website audreysharp.com. Nice and simple. Um, There you can sign up for my newsletter. I send it out roughly once a month right now. Um, And that way you can make sure you get new releases, but um, you can also catch me on Facebook. I have a Facebook page that I post to. And um, for people who like Pinterest, you can also go check out my Pinterest boards. I do a board for every book. And so you can see things that inspired me or also pins I've created related to the story just to kind of have some fun or, um, or if you like superheroes or sci-fi, you can check out those boards as war. Well, you know, I gather Star Trek and Star Wars and, you know, Avengers type pins. And I know you're working, you know, speaking of, of artwork and things, I know you're really digging into kind of some of the design aspects of covers and, 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 and story art and things like that. Um, and that's something I'm sure people will be looking forward to more and more from you as you, as you hone that art for yourself. Definitely. Yeah. I, I love being able to see a physical image of characters and to, to put them in the settings that I've created. And so I'm definitely moving into more and more of that going forward. Well, Audrey, thank you so much for coming on. Um, folks, that's AudreySharp.com. That's sharp with an E at the end. So make sure you put that in there. Um, and you can look up all of her stuff over there. Um, find her on Facebook and, and all of her various social media presences. And um, Audrey, thanks so much for coming on the show. You know, we've been friends for a while, but it's great to finally get you on here and, and um, be able to chat about your books. It's fantastic. I urge people to go out and check out Starhawk Rising and know that there is an 800 pound, an 800 page book waiting for you at at the fourth book in the series that is something that is to be devoured so um i hope folks look forward to that thank you and thank you so much for having me this is a lot of fun
That's going to wrap up this episode of the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. I hope you'll catch up with us for a whole lot more from the fantasy and sci-fi focused community, both available over on Facebook and over at fantasy-focus.com. Leave a comment on this episode. Let me know what's on your mind. Also, while you're over on the website there, um, there's a link right below the audio player at the top of each episode where you can subscribe to the show with your favorite mobile app. So you can make sure you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. We have some amazing authors scheduled over the next few months to wrap up our year, including our next guest, lit RPG fantasy horror writer Raymond Johnson. That's it for this episode of the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jamie Davis, author of Fun Fantasy Reads. Don't forget to follow me over on Facebook at Jamie Davis Books or in my reader group, Jamie's Fun Fantasy Readers, and, of course, my website, jamiedavisbooks.com. And if you're over at my website, you can get a free book. Just sign up for the newsletter while you're there. Whatever you do, though, subscribe to the podcast. Come back here for the next episode. And in the meantime, don't forget to keep your eyes open, folks. There's magic all around you.